Hi there, this is Harry and welcome back to my podcast where I try to help you to get a much better understanding of the English language where we can help you to improve your conversational English, your understanding of business English and how you can use those all important phrasal verbs, expressions and make sure you get your basic grammar and pronunciation right. So today we're going to look at some phrasal verbs and the phrasal verbs we're looking at are those connected with decision making. Okay, so when we're looking at decision making, well, of course, if you're working in business, you know about decision making, but it's not just a business issue. Decision making is in every part of our life, whether it's about picking university or deciding whether we're going to have turkey mince for burgers or uh, beef mince for burgers. It can be very, very simple or very, very complicated, depending on how we wish to make it. So I have five basic steps when I'm talking about decision making. First of all, I want to know what our objectives are, what what are the goals that we have set ourselves. Then we need to look at what options we have. Is there more than one option when we're making our decision? And then we have to pick the strategy to achieve that objective along with our decision making. Then we have to monitor and uh, watch the progress. And then finally, we have to review success or otherwise. Now, of course, you don't do those five steps when you're picking turkey mince or beef mince for your burgers. But in other respects, you have to have some logical steps to see how you get on. So here we're going to look at phrasal verbs, as say, connected with decision making. Um, I'll give you them first of all, then I'll explain them with examples and then we'll go through them again. OK, so the first to weigh something up and that's W.E.I.G.H. W-E-I-G-H, weigh something up. To rush into something. To turn to somebody or something. To go for something. To put up with something. To step in. And finally, to kick off. Okay, so let's see what they mean. And if I can give you some examples to have a better understanding. So first one, to weigh something up. Well, when we weigh something up, we look at the pros and cons, the positives or the negatives, the advantages and disadvantages, pluses and minuses, all different ways to say the same thing. Weigh something up. What is going to happen on the one hand? What is going to happen on the other hand? Overall, are we going to be successful or unsuccessful? So when we weigh something up, we balance it yeah like the weighing scales yes and the symbols of the weighing scales when they're perfectly balanced so we weigh something up to see which is more likely for success this policy or strategy or this one to weigh something up yeah okay now literally you can weigh something up by popping it on the weighing scales and finding out is it 10 kilos or 5 kilos every time you want to go on a Ryanair flight you have to weigh the luggage so that you're not over the limits but here to weigh something up is to see what's ahead of you what are the opportunities more importantly what are the risks and then make your decision to weigh something up so Michael was about to start on uh, his uh, career path in a marketing company and he wasn't sure which company he was going to select so he got a bit of paper uh, old-fashioned method and on the left hand side he wrote down a list of positives and on the right hand side he wrote down a list of negatives and he wanted to see what outweighed the other so he was weighing up his decision 
left or right, positive or negative? Will I join this company or will I wait and join another company at a later stage to weigh something up? Next, to rush into something. Well, when we use the word rush, it means to go quickly. You know, often when I was young, my mother would say, don't rush your meals, meaning don't eat so quick. Don't rush. You're going to jump into something or run into something and hurt yourself. So to rush is to do something very quickly. And it's an all important lesson when we are planning anything to do with business or life, whatever it might be. We shouldn't rush into that thing until we have gone through our decision process to decide whether it's the right thing to do or not. So to rush into something means to go in quickly or too quickly or blindly. And guess what? There's usually a mistake made. So those who rush into something often regret it. So as we said with the first phrasal verb, weigh something up before you rush into something. Again, let's take the, the example of David. And David uh, had a decision to make, but he left it too late and he sat on his hands for a lot of time. And then when the day was getting closer to having to make his decision, he wasn't sure which way he was going to go. So guess what? He just sort of had a toss of the coin moment where he decided heads I'll go here, tails I'll go somewhere else. And he made the wrong decision because he had rushed into something. Okay, he, Had he taken his time, and he had a lot of time, had he taken his time, he perhaps might have made a better decision to rush into something. To turn to somebody or to turn to something. So when we're making a decision or we're going through that decision-making process, we often want to try and find some wise person, a sage, somebody who will give us wise words. And children often turn to parents or grandparents, people in an office often turn to somebody who is acting as their mentor. Husbands often turn to wives, wives to husbands, whoever it might be. They turn to somebody in order to get their opinion to check or to double check whether the decision they are making is the right decision. So we often turn to somebody. Literally, it means we can turn to the left or turn to the right. But to turn to means to seek out somebody who's going to give us that really important last piece of advice that little gentle push that we need to make that decision perhaps the decision that we have already made and we're just looking for somebody as we say to rubber stamp it or to tell us yes you're making or doing the right thing of course if you're making the wrong decision and you turn to something well you might be turned to something like a glass of whiskey or a glass of champagne or something to try and soothe the nerves or soothe the anguish while you make your decision so that could be to turn to something uh, turn to somebody turn to something okay to go for something well when we use that expression to go for it and to go for something means yeah just grasp the opportunity in both hands yeah and you know just make the decision and go for it you know it's the right decision you just need that gentle push and let's go for it so when we use that phrasal verb to go for it means to seize the opportunity and just decision made don't waste any more time press green for go and off you go to go for something you know mary comes home to her parents and tells them that she's had the job interview and things look pretty good the questions were right along the line she'd expected she thought she 
made a good impression. In fact, they wanted to get it back for another interview just to meet a few of the other people in a couple of days. And her parents say, well, what do you think? She said, oh, I'm going to go for it. I'm, I really think this is for me. And um, what have I got to lose? It's my first big job. I'm going to get lots of experience. And, you know, if I don't like it, I can leave in six months, nine months, 12 months, 18 months with a lot more experience under my belt. And if it works out the way I think it will, well, the sky's the limit. So I'm really going to go for it. Okay, so to go for it means grab, grasp, take hold of the opportunity when it presents itself and head down and go for it. Okay, to put up with something. Well, this is slightly different meaning here. To put up with something means you're not altogether happy. It suggests that things are not quite the way that you had expected. And when you're making a decision, well, you have just got to decide, well, we've got to make something good out of something bad and we just have to put up with it. Okay, so, for example, uh, some terms in a contract may have been changed. The uh, house that you thought you were going to buy may no longer be available on the market. The exam results you got were not probably as you had hoped or expected, but what can you do? Nothing is going to change. The house is not going to come your way. The exam marks are not going to change. The contract that has been changed in business isn't going to go back to where it was. So you either pull out or you just accept it and you put up with it. So to put up with something means to accept the way it is with or without a fight. It doesn't mean you can't fight to try and get it changed, but in your heart of hearts, deep in your heart, you you accept that you just have to put up with something. So to put up with something means to accept it the way it is. You've lost, uh, perhaps you will win the next time to put up with something. To step in. Well, when we use to step in, this usually means to assist or to help or in some ways to interfere, okay? To step in means literally you can step into the room from one hallway into the room to step in. So when you open the door of your uh, office or your home, you step in, okay? You walk in. But when we step in, in terms of the phrasal verb, means we're going to interrupt, we're going to assist, we're going to help, or in some cases, we're going to interfere. So... In a boxing match, if you ever watch boxing, you have two protagonists, guy in red shorts, the guy in blue shorts, and one is bigger or heavier or quicker than the other, and it has the upper hand. And if the guy in the red shorts is beating the guy in the blue shorts, the referee may step in, meaning he literally walks between the two boxes to stop the fight because... He doesn't want the guy in blue to get any more punishment, so he steps in, okay? So that's one way to explain it. If uh, you are in a meeting and uh, your two of your colleagues are discussing some aspect of uh, decision-making and perhaps they're having a little bit of a, an argument that looks like it's going to boil over into something bigger, you might say, well, excuse me, I just need to step in here and just take the heat out of the situation. We're all on the same side and let's just uh, take a breather and we'll come back to this point in a few minutes. So you step in to assist or to prevent something more serious uh, taking place. Okay, um, You may step in to help uh, a family 
member who's in trouble financially, you'll give them some financial support. You may step in uh, to interfere with the decision that one of your children is making that you know is the wrong decision. And you say, no, this really isn't going to work. I've told you, you know, you really should pick the other course or whatever uh, decision you want to assist in. So we step in, we take that stride, we try to give them our advice or in some way force the situation to step in. And then finally, I mentioned to kick off. Okay, and when we are talking about decision making, at some stage in the process, things have to stop, uh, talking has to stop, and we have to get on with the matter in hand and start the business, start the letter, start the conversation, whatever the process happens to be, sooner or later, time for talking is over and it is time to kick off, meaning press the green button, green for go, get ready and start. So we kick off the meeting, meaning we begin the meeting. We kick off the holiday with a nice brunch. Yeah, We start the holiday. We kick off the new term by introducing ourselves to our students. So anything where we are about to start, time for decision-making is over. Okay, so these are phrasal verbs all about decision-making. So let me just give them to you one more time. To weigh something up, to rush into something or not to rush into something, to turn to somebody or to turn to something, to go for something, to put up with something, to step in and finally kick off. Okay, so they're your phrasal verbs. As always, I appreciate you listening. And if you have any comments, well, you can contact me on www.englishlessonviaskype.com. As I always say, I'm very happy to hear from you to see what your comments are, even if it's a criticism, think I'm speaking too quickly, which I often do, I apologize. Or if you want me to include something that's really relevant and important for you, I'd be very happy to create a podcast based around that. Okay, thanks for listening. And as always, join me again soon.